now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Welcome back, Secret Squad. I'm Robin McGraw, and this is a fun new episode of I've Got a Secret. World-renowned floral designer Eric Buderbaugh is known as the florist to the stars and the king of roses, designing opulent arrangements for A-listers, elite fashion houses, and luminaries around the world. He is my personal favorite floral designer, and I have his arrangements in my home, my office, and at my events. You will become absolutely addicted to these gorgeous arrangements when you visit his social media pages or website. We're here to talk about flowers, joy, and grabbing onto life's beautiful opportunities. This is The Secret to Smelling the Roses. I am so excited. So welcome, Eric. Thank you so much, Robin, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. You're amazing. I'm your biggest fan, so... (laughs) You're so sweet. And so this is another thing I'm very excited about, that you're actually here. This is not virtual. He's in the house. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I can't do any more virtual. I want to be with people. Yes. <laughs> I yes. love it. Aren't you tired of everything that reeks of COVID? I know. I so am. And I love clothes. It's the thing that probably makes me happier than anything. And I'm happy to be dressing from top to bottom, not just waist up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We were just so the squad out there knows we have been visiting before this podcast started about that very thing, clothes and everything festive, beautiful and fun. Exactly. I mean, I... The clothes thing is my yeah. thing. Oh, I love I hearing that. I can't get enough. I love hearing that. We were just talking about your boots that are amazing. And I have on the cutest tulle skirt, and I did it just for Eric. Yes, you do. I walked in the door, and I was like, oh, my God, you are a princess. It's amazing. Oh, it's beautiful. It. Such a compliment. Well, like I said, I'm so thrilled to have you here today in person. And we were just talking about how you lived in Dallas and Los Angeles, just like me. So you're from Oklahoma, though, you said. I am. Wow. You know, I lived in Oklahoma. Did you? I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, my God. Where? Well, Duncan, Oklahoma. I know exactly. Yes. One of my best friends lives in Duncan. (gasps) Really? Yes. Yes. Isn't that crazy? And she's lived there all her life. You know, a lot of people don't leave Oklahoma. I totally agree. I still have family near Duncan, Oklahoma, but I still have family in Oklahoma. Mm. And then we both lived in Texas. Mm. And I said, we've always had a home in Texas. So, Well, I love Dallas. And okay. I, I like to go regularly. My route roadmap was Oklahoma, then Dallas, yes, then L.A., mm. then Milan, then <gasps> London, and then back to L.A. Wow. That just sounds so wonderful. I've always said if I lived abroad, it would have to be Paris. Right now, the last two years, because I'm in Europe a lot, London has always been my place because I live there. I know as many people as I do in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. and I love it. Mm -hmm. Also, when I moved there, I felt like I'd lived there before. Really? But um, I loved it. But the last two years, the energy in Paris Mm -hmm. has been fantastic. Oh, good. It It just feels so alive. 
So flowers have always been a part of your life. Is that right? Well, flowers were an accident. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. tell me. I had been, because as we already touched on, I'm a clothes freak. Yeah. Um, I had, when I ran away from Oklahoma, I had always been spoiled with clothes from my grandpa. Yeah. So I, but I'd usually have to go to Dallas to get clothes because it was hard, hard finding in Oklahoma. Yeah. But I did that. So when I ran away from home, kind of, I went to work in fashion in Dallas. And then I ended up coming to Beverly Hills and I went to work at Versace because it was when Versace exploded. And it was my favorite designer. And then I bought the men's collections and I dressed all the celebrities. Wow. And I was at a party in LA and I met Johnny Versace. I'd never met him. And it was, this was a period that the only thing anyone wanted was Versace. You remember it's when Uh supermodels happened. It was, you know, now like now there are eight designers I want stuff from, but there was a period that it was Versace was it. Yes. And he asked me to do a couple of things for him for some famous clients like Elizabeth Taylor and Michael Jackson and Jane Fonda. And so I did that. And after it, I got a call thanking him, and I, I said, oh, I didn't want to be paid or anything. And he invited me to Saint-Tropez in the summer <gasps> to um, stay with he and Donatella in Saint-Tropez as a thank you. Uh-huh. And I said, yes, and I just blurted off, oh, can I bring Elton John? <laughs> and so Elton and I went there, and they thanked me. But oh, when my. I got there, he asked me, he was building his very first palace store in the world, and it was on Bond Street in London. It's that huge building where Gucci is now. And he spent a fortune on it. I mean, it was all real Siena marble. It was all real antiques. It was insane. That was my store. Yeah. And um, so that's how I got to London. <gasps> and I, stay, I worked for him for a while, and it was fun. You know, from Oklahoma to get there and with stars in my eyes and have so much fun. I had a ball. Um, But after sort of the gloss wore off, I, you know, sometimes at the high end of fashion, it's sort of a bitchy backstabber. Somebody's in, somebody's out. And it sort of doesn't resonate with me. I didn't really love it. So I left there. And then I did a quick stint for a year for Valentino. And um, who I love, I love still. And um, then when that finished, I loved Europe and wanted to stay there, but I didn't really have work papers or whatever. So I stayed a while, mm-hmm. actually, till I got skint and broke and mm-hmm. came back to L.A. to figure out what I really wanted to do when I grew up. And I didn't know. Yeah. And I was lost and broke and whatever. And... A friend of mine in London from moved had moved to L.A., and her husband is a real smarty. He was the bureau chief for The Economist magazine, and he had written a really grown-up book about the world economy and this you know, <gasps> something I could never even get through. <laughs> but they were having a party for it. And I said, well, I'm not doing anything. I'll do the flowers. <gasps> and she's like, what are you talking about? I said, well, I had a girl who did the flowers at my house when I lived in London. I always watched her. And I'd never touched a flower, really. And I went wow. to the flower market and I did, I really worked hard on it. And I wanted it beautiful and the way I liked. And she loved it. But the next day, 
all the women there were calling saying, oh my God, the flowers last night, they were so chic. I've never seen anything like it. It seems like something you'd see in Paris or Milan or blah, blah, blah. And she knew I had never even thought of doing flowers and I hadn't. That is so crazy. So, and she, so is she, it because your love of fashion that you just thought, you know, I haven't decided what I want to do and flowers are really, truly as beautiful as clothes, beautiful clothes. So you just well, said, I'll do, do the well, flowers. I resisted it for a long time. And she knew I hadn't thought of it. And it wasn't something I was dreaming to yeah. do. Wow. And to take the piss out of me, she kept giving women my phone number. Oh. And they kept calling. And I kept saying, no, I don't really do flowers. I just, that was a one-off for fun and blah, blah. And a couple of women kept plugging away, one of which is still my best friend. And um, I did a couple things, and every time I did it, more people called and whatever. And then somehow a light bulb went off, and like what I was supposed to do found yeah. me. Wow. And Herb Britz, the famous photographer, God rest his soul, was my best friend. And I called Herb and said, Herb, I'm going to do flowers. we got to do a photo. I'm going to mail a card to everybody. And the thing was, I knew every movie star I knew every music star. I knew the head of every studio. I knew all those society ladies like Nancy Reagan and Betsy yeah. Bloom. I knew everybody. And so I did a card and I mailed it to everybody I knew. And it just was like, the rest is history. Well, can I just say, I understand how you knew everybody and you were close to everybody. Because I feel like right now we've been <laughs> the best of friends forever. And we just met personally today, <laughs> an hour ago. And I understand how you had so many friends supporting you. It's so wonderful because you're so warm, authentic, genuine, kind, loving. I understand that. Thank you. That I feel like, like a little teary right now. That, that makes <gasps> that's so special to hear that. And I sort of I have been more reflecting in the last year or so, like mm -hmm. a lot of people mm -hmm. after COVID yes. and the way you operate a little differently, but. You know, there are certain things you get. And I've always had the blessing that people have been drawn to me. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I've made the most extraordinary friendships around the world. You have. You and, obviously have. And so that's a big blessing. There are certain things that are sort of seem like they're your God-given things mm -hmm. and you thank for them. There are other things that aren't quite as easy. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Because, you know, I was just thinking that uh, you must be someone who loves change like me. And I had said this to you earlier that uh, you asked me, where were we before we moved here? And I said, we lived in Dallas and I thought we'd be there forever. And then we had this quick change in our lifestyle from Philip with his career and I was a stay-at-home mom raising our children and then just a complete change to move out here for Philip to start the Dr. Phil show. And I was like, yes, let's go. I love change. And our oldest son was away at law school and our youngest son, Jordan, was 15 at the time and he was fine with moving. He, he was like, okay, sure, let's do it because he loves change as well. So you must be a lot like that. You love change. I am. And I think also there's nothing more exciting than moving to a city you haven't lived in because yeah. you have to figure out how you work in that city. And it's you figure out where the places you'd like to go and where you want to yes. live. And it's exactly. always 
it feels exciting. It feels like a new start, and I'd love it. Agree. It's also so important to grab onto opportunities when they're right in front of you. It could have been very easy for you to ignore this incredible new path. Because, I mean, you came from Europe. You had all of these phenomenal life experiences. And then you came over here and had this opportunity to take a completely new path. And you just two a friend said, I'll do the flowers. Well, and look it, what has happened. It was so exciting because I had worked for very glamorous places and you know, in a world that I loved and I still love the fashion, mm-hmm. but I had never actually created with my own hands. So when yeah. you start creating and allow your cre- creativity to happen, uh-huh. it feels different it does, in what it? you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe me, in the beginning, all I could do was look at the end result mm-hmm. and see if it was beautiful because I didn't had never been trained in flowers. I didn't really want that. But what I put together was beautiful and people were drawn to it. And it went, it went so bullet fast. Oh. I mean, it was crazy. And I just wing it along the way. But don't you have this inner gut feeling or this inner knowing that when it's right, you'll know it. So you don't, maybe you don't have a plan. Maybe you didn't, you, you haven't been schooled in floral design, but when you're doing it and when it's finished, you know, yeah. it's perfect. Because I love, I love design. I love decorating and, and I love detail. Mm. So no, I, I haven't been schooled in interior design, but I did this whole office. I, I love color. I always do my own makeup for the camera. I do my own hair. I do my own wardrobe because I love love that. that. Well, and that's the thing. And then I walked in here today. I've never been here. And you could feel your energy when you walked in. Thank you. And that's what you want in your surroundings. Yes. And I'm, you and I are obviously drawn to love the same thing. Yes. Because your art in here is so phenomenal. Thank I'm you. I'm going to send a truck and pick up all these pictures and nick them off <laughs> you. You can borrow them anytime <laughs> you want. I love loaning things, beautiful things. I love it. I love it because, but yes, I, I want my surroundings to be a reflection of my passion and, and how I feel. That's exactly and right. And that's yes, what it it's should my office, be. But still, it's still going to be surrounded by everything that is speaks of who I am. Yeah, you're right. It's it's the most important thing. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just keep her. it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude. Stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans in- engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Bravo, bros. Good job. I think right now we're going to do something that we do with every podcast. When I started the podcast, I said, oh, we're going to do two things in every podcast. One is a drink of the day. And when we create our drink of the day for the podcast, we always have our guests and our topic in mind. So we've created our drink today. It's called Everything is Rosy. I love that. So this drink is consists of two ounces of blue gin steeped with white rose tea for two hours. It has a one half ounce St. Germain, 
one quarter ounce rose infused simple syrup, one half ounce lemon juice, pink champagne to top. So you put the gin, St. Germain, simple syrup, and lemon juice into a shaker with ice and shake until frosty. Strain into a coupe glass, top with champagne, and lightly stir. Our coupes are decorated with flower petals using honey to stick them to the glass. So, secret squat at home. You know you can go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com, and you can see this beautiful drink. You can see the recipe. And you can make your own. Oh, it's so beautiful. I'm very excited about this. In honor of Eric. Oh, my God. The pedal thing. I didn't know that trick. You learn something every day. You do learn something every day. Oh, my God. Isn't this beautiful? Cheers. Oh, cheers. I'm also very interested in gin. Oh, you are? Yes. A lot of people are. I've never had gin, but I'm going to taste this because the pink champagne got me. Mm. Ooh. Delicious. Yes. Oh my gosh. If she doesn't finish hers, I'll finish it. This is the most beautiful drink I have ever held, and it is truly delicious. So you are known for a reflex open rose. Can you explain what this is and how you discovered this beautiful method? Well, when I started the flowers, it was funny because I was obs- if I was going to do something and I was creating... I wanted, I I needed to be the best. I needed to do stuff. And so when I started the flowers, it was a different time. It was 27 years ago. And the stuff I made was very, very modern. And sometimes one arrangement would take somebody seven, eight hours to make. And it was all about details. And I was found this thread that was like sterling silver thread that I would go around the stems. And they were all very complicated. But, and I did get famous for that. Mm -hmm. And there was stuff like I would go to London and Paris and things I'd started using with flowers, you could find at the flower market then, or I'd see them in the window of, you know, one of the big fashion houses. And I was like, it felt so amazing and overwhelming to see that you were setting trends around the world. Yes. And, but also when you're doing that, you have to keep moving because people start doing you know, copying it. Yes. And then it ir- I never minded being copied because I remember Johnny Versace saying, oh, it's the best flattery, darling. Just keep moving. Yeah. So I just kept moving. But I would give a lot of, we would play. Uh-huh. And then we started playing with that. And it is, it's, anybody could sort of do it. Uh-huh. Most people won't because it's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. And so people want to knock stuff out and, make the money and whatever. But I've always been about, I like the details. Uh And so you take a rose and you break off the sort of green guard petals from like when it's closed, they have some, you pinch those off. And then you just go around gently with your two fingers and flip several rounds of the petals out. And it becomes three times the size. And it doesn't work with every single rose. So we found ones that it is especially good with red. Oh, yes. And most people that receive the red one, they can't believe it's, they don't think it's real. They uh-huh. think it's, they're made out of velvet and they uh-huh. go straight in and touch them. And um, then there's a white that works very well. There's a pale pink that works quite well, but not every rose will do it. Uh-huh. But it's amazing things. And 
thing is, whenever I have, so I have so many friends from all around the world. Whenever anyone comes to LA to do it, I'll send the big beefy one and they flip out. Um. And I remember um, a friend of mine from Houston was out here for the Oscars and she's a real grand dame. And um, she flipped out and literally she's seen everything. And, and I sent her a really big one. But she had it on her plane to go home. And when she got back to Houston and River Oaks, she had her housekeepers put it in every one of her lolly vases and baccarat vases all through her house because it was so big. And she sent me all the pictures. But um, those are showstoppers. Yes, yes, they are. They're unbelievable. It's just it's just brilliant when you think of something like that. When you're designing an arrangement, do you start with the flowers, the color scheme, the shape, or even something else? For me, I, I'm i very creative, and creativity and balance and stuff is in my DNA. I love furniture, and I redecorated my grandparents' house when I was 17, and they let me have free reign. So I'm very good at stuff like that. So I take everything into account. And I said to you earlier when we were talking that we have these certain special gifts. And one thing is for me, when, I can, when I'm with somebody, even for five, 10 minute meeting, I pay attention to everything. I pay attention to what they have on, their jewelry, their purse, they talk. I always promote somebody bringing a picture. And I'm very quick to feel somebody's vibe. Love it. And so I really start with the vibe thing, and then I go from there. I love that. And um, it's the fun part for me, yeah. the creating part. And to be honest, I'm very fortunate that I've sort of gotten my business to a place that I don't have to work as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have five employees that have worked for me for the 27 years I've had this company. Which oh, that's- So they... Wonderful. know me, they feel me. And so when I do go in and start working on what we're doing and new things forward, or I'm there to, you know, get pulled into a special event or something, they understand, they understand what I'm saying. And, you know, I can be just, and they get it. So I'm in a very lucky position to have wonderful people working for me. And that speaks so highly of you. And of them, magic loves magic. Magic knows magic. Well, it's, and you you know, you really care about them. It's yes. like, it's a branch of your family and you've seen their lives go through some, in that amount of time. Yep. You know, 27 years ago, we've all been through some highs and lows and a little bit of everything, but so it's, there's something, a family that you, I stand up for them and they stand up for me and it makes me really, really happy. That's so wonderful. I love that. You have some brilliant people that work for you. Thank you. So flowers are such a good example of simplicity being so beautiful. I'm sure it's possible to overdo an arrangement by adding in too much. Is that true? Yes. I'm all sort of, I'm now where I've evolved and where I'm at the moment, because it's always changing. My original complicated flowers I got bored of after a while and you got to keep moving and right now I really like things to feel I always want it to feel luxurious and I always want it to feel opulent but I'm sort of in a deal of it hitting both of those notes Mm -hmm. but it being sort of simpler Uh and I'd love that and I like 
I like shapes and and motions and stuff. So, um, but then you never know. You know, when I I work with a lot of the big house fashion houses from Paris and London and Milan, and when I'm working with them, it's like a dream come true for me because mm-hmm. I like working with people mm-hmm. and I like collaboration. And when you're with another big creative like that, also I've been around so long and done stuff that there's an element of trust from them to me. Mm-hmm. They allow me to do my thing mm-hmm. and we usually hit it in the head. And, and I just for them, love their that. fashion ch- changes every season. Yeah. So you have to come up with something that matches their whole new look. Yes. And so I bet that's so fun to yeah. see your new challenge every season. And it's funny, you know, the way... I don't know how long ago, but right now it's very, and it has been for about 10 years, and I think sort of Anna Winter from Vogue sort of dictated about things that are more loose and gardeny and and a different feeling than I had ever done. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I was so resistant. Yeah. I didn't, to me, it was like that could only be at a lunch outside somebody's house in south of France in the garden. It's the picked flowers now. And, of course, now it's gotten so popular that finally I had to let go of hanging tight and yeah. go with it. And now I love it and we do it so well. And it's funny. we've had I've had to do it my site and my website. I've had to do it half sort of my old school sleek stuff that uh-huh. people just always want and then going this what's not the new way anymore but uh-huh. this thing and it's it's really it was fun to figure out how I could interpret it in a way uh-huh. that I also loved. Oh, I understand that. I understand that because you do have to change when the times change and the people's wants yeah. and desires change. Yeah. yeah. But you do it so well. You know, and I said earlier I love change. In my life, I love change and I love moving into a new home. When If we're going to move into a new home, I love every aspect of the move. I love packing up everything, unpacking everything, putting finding a place for it. I love everything about the change. Well, you get so change. excited. You find, when you're unpacking, you find these treasures you yes. sort of forgot about. Yes, and, oh, yes. my God, I love this. It's I love out. everything about it. But uh, but then there are, there's a side of me, I guess, that doesn't love change because, and the reason I'm saying this, and especially to the secret squad out there listening, uh, Eric does floral arrangements for every podcast. And so it's kind of funny because I'm realizing right now, I have two arrangements that I have to have for every podcast and I don't like for them to change. I want the two (laughs) that are sitting here. So we're going to have, you can see them every podcast when you go to our website, but this white one with the green hydrangeas and the greenery, I love, it's like my favorite look and I have to have it for every podcast and it sits in one spot always. Then to my left right here beside me, these are the most beautiful colors and I have to have it just like this for every podcast. Isn't that funny? <laughs> you're a, you're brilliant, a genius, but I will not let you or your people change these two arrangements. They have to be just like that. Now, isn't I love that it. funny? Well, the, the thing is for me and, and the people that work for me, there's one thing I want is just for the clients to be happy. <laughs> and you're happy. So that is I'm happy. the most wonderful thing. And it just dawned on me as we sit here, 
And like I'm in awe of your talent, but no, I want just these two. <laughs> and I don't want them to change because, and I look so forward to walking in and seeing them. That's so great. Because they're just absolutely gorgeous. The, the colors in this one beside me, they're so happy and gorgeous and beautiful. I love the way they're arranged. And then the white and this beautiful green. Well, that's what she wants, happiness. Yeah. I said, when I accepted that... <gasps> What I was supposed to do found me. Yeah. And I just rolled with it. But then for your business to be something that brings so much joy, you know, just think of so many, you know, like an accountant who's yeah. just having to ride your ass all the time or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. whatever. But my business put smiles on almost everyone's face. Yes. When we're doing a big event or a party, we're the last thing to arrive. Yes, so everyone's true. worked on it with the hammers and the mm -hmm. table, putting all the work, work, work. And then we arrive and you watch us walk through the door and it's the icing on the cake. The icing on the cake. That's right. It's it the cherry on top. For that to be what I do is such a huge blessing because mm -hmm. it brings joy. And the thing is, you think of it, even if somebody sort of, if you receive flowers even if they're not particularly what you deal, you're touched. Yes. And the other thing is, all the art, all the whatever in the world, you still, no matter what, cannot really beat nature. Sometimes I look down at a flower, just one stem, one bloom, and really look at it, mm -hmm. and I can't believe what I'm looking at. True. And oh, it's just, true. you can't, you can't capture it. It's so true. Mm. I'm looking at these beautiful flowers right beside me, and it's so true. It's like, wow, look at the colors. Look at the blooms. They're just and the little, gorgeous. You know, like I'm looking at this anemone inside of just this little feather of stuff, like an yeah. eye, and it's just, yeah. it doesn't seem real. I agree. I agree. And what I love about your arrangements, they last forever. Oh, thank you. They we do. Try. We, um, I think a lot of flower shops go to the market on Monday mm -hmm. and not again. And I never did that. That's why. Um, and now the crazy thing is I, for 20 years, my flower shop was in the Four Seasons. Uh -huh. And then when I moved from there, I was ready to just do something different after 20 years. I found a Frank Geary building on oh. Melrose and moved in there. The rent was astronomical and the building was pretty. I never even had meetings there. It was like <laughs> so self-indulgent. And when COVID happened, the rent, I would just, and you didn't know if you were going to get shut down, yeah. if your business, I mean, it was like crazy, but it was time for me to sign the lease. Oh. So I didn't sign it and I moved out. And you know what? I have the smartest woman running my company now and I literally worship her. Oh. She's been with me for six years. She is so smart about all the stuff I'm not like money. And like she it. found a huge space in the flower market downtown. It's the only one. It's 3,000 square feet. The rent is nothing. And we're right there with the flowers. Oh, that's so So the way we that's pivot, so you don't have to guess on what you buy. It's made me so happy. <gasps> It's my, I wish I was there from the very beginning. Yes. It's just, it's phenomenal. That's so the, a wonderful. A blessing of COVID. Yes. 
Yes. That's so wonderful. You no. can say that. I got more money and to buy clothes. Her. Yes. <laughs> what are you going to do with all this extra money? <laughs> buy clothes. And I'm excited for the Secret Squad to go to our website after this episode because you're going to get to see a lot of photos because as something very special in honor of having Eric on my podcast today, his staff came out early this morning and decorated an area of the office. And it's it's we call it our social media corner because it's something I had built and put in and it's adorable. I, I love it. It's a it's a it looks like a phone booth in the office. It has it was built around this one vintage pink phone for, for a phone booth. I had a neon light made. I've got a secret. It's just really, really cute. And we like to stand in front of it and post for photos and and that kind of thing. So I, they came out and did this most beautiful garland to match it. And I said, I'm not going to tell you what I want you to do. I just want a garland. You guys decide what to do. And I came in after taping at Paramount today to do this podcast. And I was blown away. It's like I got tears in my eyes because it was exactly what I wanted. But I didn't give them any direction. And so we're going to pose in front of it. And when well, we're finished with the sneaky. podcast. You guys oh. are sneaky. I was surprised too, and I love it. He so didn't know it was going to be there because it was in honor of him as my guest. And wow, you're going to love the photos that we're going to take in front of it. It's just, it's beautiful. It is just beautiful. So it's another good example of the brilliance of you and your team. Oh, thank you. So I'm so excited to show that off as well. Okay. So I would love to hear about a particularly fun, wild, beautiful floral arrangement that you've done. Let's see. Gosh, there's so many over the years. And especially, this is funny, but <clears throat> some people said, well, why didn't you do the flowers in London? Because you love it there so much. Mm -hmm. And I said, because... Hollywood allows you to do a lot of over-the-top stuff. Yeah. They also like to spend some money because yeah. this is a business. <laughs> and so being here has allowed me to show off and be bigger, and it's amazing. I The only thing that pops into my mind, there have been so many things we've done over the years, it's crazy. But the year that Julia Roberts won the Oscar. She was wearing a vintage Valentino dress, yes, black, black and white. And white. Yes, Beautiful. You knew exactly. I yes. love that so much. Yes. And the Valentino people called and said, Valentino wants to blow her away. And you know, the Valentino color is red. So I did this massive red rose arrangement, all red, rich. If you put your arms out, it was more than that. <gasps> it had to be the amount of people to move it without messing it up. And it had to, we had to make it where it could go in the back of a huge fan. You know, it was yeah. whatever. Yeah. And <gasps> Valentino, of course, it had to be the note coming from him that he wrote. So there were a lot of there was a lot of maneuvering to pull this off amazingly. And it just went down and <gasps> she was blown away and oh. he was happy. Oh. And um, so that, but we've, I've had so many opportunities oh, for stuff like that Oh, I love that. Here. I can just imagine how huge. Yeah, was. it was, it was crazy. 
oh, did it have a black V of roses in it? <laughs> it of it. So I know that manifestation is such an important part of your life. So which is the same for me? I so believe in that. Can you talk about how you've used manifestation in your career? Well, it's, I can't believe you're asking that. Oh, um, you don't have I, to answer it. No, and I love it. Okay, good. I do too. Because it's a lifelong relationship thing for me that I'm still figuring out. And when I grew up in Oklahoma, I never felt like I belonged there, ever. And I'm a Pisces, and essentially I daydreamed my life. When I was little, I would buy, I mean, little, little. I would get Vogue, Town and Country, and I looked at this life, and I loved opulence always. I loved luxury. I just daydreamed myself out of Oklahoma into, and it was, I could daydream meeting someone that I thought was amazing, and it would happen. <gasps> almost like, Love it that. was so powerful and so whatever, and I I felt like I had magic, yeah, but I felt like it just was how it was. Yeah. I didn't know anything any different, and that's how I feel like I got my life. Mm-hmm. And there were the moments, like I said, when I came back from London, I felt like things had fallen apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what it was was I got there and got what I daydreamed and stopped daydreaming. <gasps> And I sort of just took it for granted. And I, because I hadn't really known what I was doing. And things became hard for me for a little bit. And it, it was like, what's going on? I, I just, it's, everything's always been so. And so I was in a muddle for a while. And now I realize what I was doing was manifesting stuff. Yes. And, you know, spirituality has, been especially for the last 20 years a big part of my life and anyone recommends a book to me uh, and I've sort of been searching and so the last several years I'm really growing and evolving and I've learned a lot about visualizing and manifesting and um, it's a big part of my life it's a big part of my partner's life and um You know, the world is crazy. It Mm -hmm. gives you these lessons, whether you want them or not. And I feel very blessed that I was always open to that. So I've been open to see the lessons coming and to grow and want to grow. And um, it's funny when you sort of at some point, the people that are in alignment with you become so important Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, sort of... same paths and Mm -hmm. stuff. And those relationships just become bigger and more. So I feel very blessed, but that's a huge part of my life, um, visualizing and sitting in, but also allowing, Mm -hmm. you know, the universe, God, however you want to look at it, is a big thing and being Mm -hmm. aligned with Mm -hmm. that as a partner Mm -hmm. more than I want, I want whatever, is how it all works Mm -hmm. for me where I'm at right now, because I'm always studying. I've just finished this. I'm in the end of the second year of the spiritual psychology course, which has literally been life-changing for myself and my um, partner. I love it. And it's, and just 
I have to say in the last couple of weeks, some of the learning from this course and digging into some readings, some things have been coming forward for me that are like, you sort of knew, but it's ticking together all of a sudden. And every morning when I get up, the very first thing I do after maybe a coffee is I spend an hour and a half to two hours every morning on my spiritual stuff and prayers and things. And um, that's how I start my day. Oh, that's beautiful. And um, it's funny. And when you stay in alignment, just watching how everything clicks together, Mm -hmm. as well as if you devote some time there, sort of the, the way you hold yourself with some more peace and stuff, is such a happy place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you watch people in the same alignment being drawn to you, and then all of a sudden it just sort of, it's a magical thing. Mm-hmm. I so agree. It's like when you know things are happening in your life that are supposed to happen, yeah. it's part of the plan, Yeah, everything feels right. So you are just so much fun. You really bring joy and beauty to everyone around you. Do you have anything exciting coming up? I've got a team together and I'm working on some new things that I don't want to talk about, but I'm very excited about them. Oh, I love it. And it's more than one thing, but it's bouncing off what I do. And I feel I'm putting some stuff together and it's going to be, you know, I just decided it's not time for me to set on my laurels and just that I'm ready to do another biggie. You know what I have to tell you? I just had this vision of you busting open some doors. Some doors just burst open and you stepped out. Well, get ready. So I think it's going to be big. <laughs> I'll come back on soon. Okay, good. Because I could. I just had this vision of boom. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be good. Awesome. So we've come to the place in the podcast where I told you I insisted we do two things with every podcast. And the second is a game. A game of the day. Do you like okay. playing games? Sure. I'll give it a go. We talked about games earlier. We so did. we create our games for the game of the day and we focus on our guest. And this game is called Rose Colored Glasses. <laughs> and this is a really fun game of Would You Rather? That's what we called it. Okay. I'm going to name off two prompts and we'll have to say which one we would rather do. Okay, I love it. Okay, so number one, would you rather have a pause button on your life or have a rewind button on your life? Pause. A pause button. I would rather have a pause button as well. I do not want to rewind anything. I'm very good about let's go forward. I am too. (laughs) I can tell. I am too. A pause button. Okay, number two, would you rather be always overdressed or always underdressed? Over. Overdressed. We both would rather be (laughs) overdressed. Okay, number three, have a sing-off with Ariana Grande or a dance-off with Beyonce? I'm not good at either of those things and especially the singing, so I think I better pick the dance-off. I'm picking the dance off because I'm not really good at either one of those either. But I saw Ariana Grande do a sing off with Kelly Clarkson, and I have rewatched that on YouTube because they were amazing. And I can't sing, 
I can't really dance, but I would do a dance. <laughs> no, we're on the same page. Would you rather be alone all your life or be surrounded by only really annoying people? <laughs> alone. Oh, I can handle really annoying people. <laughs> I probably would have picked that three years ago. And then all of a sudden I'm in a sort of like calmer state. Yeah, so I yeah. picked alone. Well, I, we I, to I have change to tell you, ride? I love being alone. No, I really do. But eventually I think I'm going to go with the annoying people. Okay. Would you rather have to wear heels to sleep or have to wear slippers everywhere you go? Oh, we both know Oh, we one. know that. Heels. Heels. Heels, maybe. Heels. We're both in them. We're both in them. <laughs> and I can sleep in mine. Would you rather be the funniest person in a room or the smartest person in a room? Oh. Funniest. Funniest. I live with the <laughs> smartest person in the room. <laughs> So I would rather be the funniest. Okay, this is the last one. Would you rather never look at a flower again or have all flowers smell like garbage? Ooh. I think I'd really have them all smell like garbage because I have to see them. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I think you're right. They need to smell like garbage because, oh, to not see a beautiful flower. We'd mask that smell somehow. We'd mask that smell. I love it. Well, sadly, that brings us to the end of the episode. But before we wrap up, I need to ask you one final question. This podcast is all about sharing life-changing secrets. So do you have one major secret that you've learned that you'd like to share with the listeners? Hmm. I love it, the last thing you put me on the spot. I, I think there's something for me, as I've been reflecting, um, and you reflect so much back to your childhood, and coming on with you today has made me think about moving in the world and it easy to make friends and stuff. And I remember my grandmother, God rest her soul, when we were growing up, she had two pieces of ice that she stuck by for us. One was never be late, because if you're late for someone, you don't respect them. And number two was, if you want to have a lot of friends, be a good listener. Nobody wants to hear about you. I love it. <laughs> and it's all, those two have all, they're ingrained in me. And um, I love that. And I, I loved my grandmother as well. I love that too. And you know, when I named this podcast, I've Got a Secret, I was thinking about secret advice that my grandmother used yeah. to always give me yeah. that really changed my life in so many ways. So I love that you shared with us advice for your grandmother. <laughs> I oh. love being here. Oh, thank you so much. So now please tell the listeners where to find you online. I have two Instagrams. The biggest one is Eric Buterbaugh, at Eric Buterbaugh. And the second one is Just Flower Stuff, at Eric Buterbaugh, L.A., can I tell you, your Instagram is hilarious. Thank you. It Thank you. is I hilarious. love to laugh. So oh I had God. to put the silliness into it because you can't take anything too seriously. you got to be able to laugh. Secret Squad, go to his Instagram page because <laughs> I've stolen a few of your good, funny lines. Good, 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 Oh, good. my gosh. You're hilarious. Well, you got to laugh. You've got to laugh. I have to say, one of my secrets when I was raising my boys was the last thing I would say to them when they were running out on the court or on the field or out of the car up to the schoolyard, like, have fun. Yeah. It was the last thing I always said yeah. to them, have fun. They'll always remember. Yeah. And they're both really fun boys. Well, grown men right now. <laughs> well, you're fantastic. So 
I want the secret squad as always head on over to I've got a secret with Robin for more from this episode. I'll see you next week. Bye bye.